Hello and welcome to Supply Chains, the Secret Sauce. I'm your host, Wade Wickes, CEO of Link Supply Chains at linksupplychains.com. This show is dedicated to supply chain and the secret sauce that supply chain provides for businesses. Going to have some humor, real life issues, some solutions, great connections, and a few life lessons. So tune in. Well, folks, thanks for joining us today. We have a very special woman in leadership today, Diane Day Sanders. Started in 1977 with Cisco and really paved the way for a lot of women to grow in a very large corporation. She became the first female senior vice president within Cisco, which again, Fortune 100 company. Um, A lot of great things to share today. It's going to be exciting. Looking forward to Diane Day Sanders and some of the secret sauce she's going to share about finance and supply chain and business leadership. Stay tuned. Well, hello, everybody. We're really excited today to have Diane Day Sanders with us. A little bit about Diane before we get started here. Diane started in the financial world in 1974, working for one of the big eight accounting firms, now Deloitte. Cisco was one of the companies she was assigned to audit. She was impressed with the success of this growing company and how it acquired family-owned businesses across the country. The leadership team at the time was very down-to-earth and included about 25 people back then. In 1977, she was hired as one of their internal auditors. Cisco held her attention as they grew from under a billion dollars in sales to well over several billion as they are today. And what was eye-catching to Diane was their culture of integrity, values, and family spirit. As the company grew, she was one of the few female leaders in the male-dominated industry at the time. She helped develop and eventually led the implementation of the uniform Cisco accounting practices, reporting, credit management, and operating systems. Diane later became the second female corporate officer and the first senior corporate officer as senior vice president of finance and treasurer for several years. She retired from Cisco as group president of a strategy project, which resulted in many transformational changes, growth, and expansion in the company over the last 10 to 15 years. It is a true pleasure for me today to welcome Diane Day Sanders to the show. Diane, welcome. Thank you, Wade. Happy to be here. Well, it's a pleasure having you here. And I believe you're uh, hailing from Montana. Is that right today? That's right. All right. Uh, The Bitterroot Valley, famous for its fishing and some good mystery stories. Great state of Montana. Well, we're via Zoom. So, uh, you know, the technology of today is Zoom. And I appreciate you dialing in to do this podcast. My pleasure. Awesome. Well, today we have some great questions for Diane, who's got a wealth of experience, a great female leader in the industry. And the first question today I have is, what are the three most important things that make a business successful in your mind? That's a big question, but yeah, I have some very specific opinions about that, and a lot of them you know, are not that original. Some of them came from Cisco's founders, and I guess those some of the things that attracted me to Cisco to begin with. But I, I think I'd start with the first thing is, to me, in any business or organization or group of any kind, 
the the most important thing is absolute integrity uh, in from the leaders in both tone and what they demonstrate. I mean, this can go for political groups or countries or states or anything. It's just you have to have absolute integrity. You have to speak it. You have to demonstrate it in everything you do because people are looking at you all the time and that's what they're going to model their behaviors after. So I think that you've got to start there. And then the second thing I would say is um, you really have to care for and um, respect and um, optimize the strengths of really all your constituencies, um, be they employees, suppliers, and customers. If you take care of them, and again, our senior management that founded Cisco, this is what they always said. If you take care of your employees and your suppliers and your customers, everything else will follow, and your owners, your shareholders, or your owners uh, will succeed and reap the rewards from that. So I, I think it's really important that you're not just trying to enrich owners. You should never take shortcuts. You should never be dishonest. You should never use artificial means. You should just uh, operate the business for the benefit of, of all of those constituents. So people really- And the right, the right things yeah. will fall to the bottom line. Right, right. So, so what you're saying is, you know, the, the people really make the company. And I think, like you said, the, the founders of Cisco really understood that in depth. And the customers. Right, and demonstrated it well, yeah. I think. Interesting. Do you have a, a then, third? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And of course, this is going to be my financial hat. Um, it's very important that you start with a very strong financial foundation and you keep that foundation strong and you have good controls over it. And so, you know, if you start out in shifting sand or uncertain waters, you're eventually going to sink. So strong uh, financial uh, backing from the beginning and then good controls and good reporting and um, just strong financial controls is very, very important. And I think that was another thing that has made Cisco so so successful. So those would be my big three. And I remember those uh, accounting practices and the reporting and all that, that you all implemented. I mean, that was part of those controls that you're talking about, right? Yes. And what was the reason we needed to have those and we needed uniformity is we were a public company and, you know, there's a lot of rules and regulations about how public companies report. And because we're out there, buying all of these very uh, individualistic, different, um, small and some large family businesses that uh, were run with different systems and different controls, we really had to make things uniform so we could trust the numbers. We knew everybody was reporting on the same basis and that we could count on those numbers. And we, you know, checked them periodically and, and helped people, um, improve them uh, over time and we just got better and better and i think that was another huge strength of cisco's and i think that's the secret sauce right there having that standard metrics to really judge everybody in the large corporation um, right. on, on the same fundamentals i think that that was a great point thanks for sharing that um 
And the other question I had was, you know, as a woman leader uh, for several years and being the first to really cut the path for, for many things, for many future uh, women leaders, uh, anything you want to share about um, that whole process and for women leaders of today? Yeah, thinking back over my career and the things that um, I felt helped me, uh, I can think of several, but um, one of the things that I was so lucky about in my career is I never stopped learning. I always had new opportunities and I never got bored. I was never bored at my job. I never got tired of it. Um, So you really need to find something that you enjoy and that uh, challenges you and you never need to quit learning. You need to expand your knowledge, not only of your own business, but many other different types of businesses in different industries, as well as the businesses of, and this applies to supply chain, your suppliers and your customers. Very, very important. Um, I think one of the blessings that I had is I had some excellent mentors. I was very fortunate, both men and women, and that always makes a huge difference. And finding those people, uh, I know, seems hard, but the thing is they'll find you if you're good, and they're going to be very important for you in helping you find new opportunities and championing your um, your uh, oh your strengths and looking for new things to challenge you. And, and when you aligned with a mentor, um, you know, what would you, how would you kind of relate to them? And, and would you share like, you know, here, I'm working on this project, or I've got this thing going on. And they would help you by giving um, maybe some, some things they've learned through their experiences. Um, you know, how Ab- did, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you run into problems, you get some help. Um, they share their, their experiences, but if they're good mentors, they don't always tell you what to do. They give you their knowledge and let you figure it out on your own and go forward on your own. And interestingly, a lot of that came to me, and I don't know what the right word is, but it seemed like maybe organically, it just happened to me. And it was probably later on, I thought, wow, I guess, <laughs> I guess that person was really my mentor. I thought, I thought, you know, they were just a good business partner or a good boss or a good somebody in another part of the organization didn't even have to be a boss, somebody two or three levels up. But it was really interesting. And when I look back, I said, wow, what a strong mentor that was. It wasn't, it wasn't really an obvious thing. It just kind of happened. And it was very valuable to me. That, that's a great point. Cause oftentimes in life, we just, you know, we've got so much to do so much going on and we're trying to go from one project to the next, but to stop and really, you know, talk to, to people and build those, those friendships and, and those relationships in an organization can, can really help you and help. I'm sure you've helped many other people too, along the way with. Uh, and that was going to be my next point. <laughs> um, and you really don't force these things. They just need to happen uh, kind of naturally and organically. I think if you try to force them, they're not going to work. Yeah. Like if you say, I've got to go around and find a mentor, that just, that's, that's artificial to me. But so the other thing is, and one of the things that I think made me uh, successful 
is I looked for the very best people I could find uh, when I was hiring. Um, and I think that one thing is so important, it was with me, is that person has to have values and character that match and fit your organization and what they're going to be doing. And I was very careful not only to look at technical skills uh, and experience, but what that person valued and what their character was and how they were going to fit. And, you know, there's some, I made mistakes. There were people that didn't fit over time, it turned out. So everybody makes mistakes, but it's just really important to find um, not only skills and experience, but um, values that match the culture. Boy, we've all been there. You know, we, we hire some folks that we just like, oh man, I, I thought they were more in line, but it really didn't work out that way. And I guess, like you said, clarity and, and really understanding and being able to share for your team at the time, I'm sure you were able to share, you know, this is who we are. This is what we do. This is, this is our marching uh, position in terms of helping Cisco grow and, and be successful. And having that right. clarity really helps to find the right people, right? Absolutely. And you, you have to be, you know, once you've hired them, you've got to be um, very clear with them about things that they might need to change or things that they're doing well. And you have to be fair, but you have to be honest. And sometimes you just got to suck it up and, and realize that uh, that person might not be right for that particular job or this particular company. Now there's some secret sauce right there. Yeah. Yeah. When do you, when do you, you know, make that determination on that? Some people, (laughs) it's hard to say, right? There's not like a set time. It's hard to say, obviously the sooner the better. No, there's no set time. And I'm, I tend to try to fix things. Um, and maybe I put too much energy sometimes into trying to, to fix somebody or change them, but you know, it's just better to, um, face it as early as you can and get on and make the changes you need to make. So, yeah, um, that's, it's tough. It's a tough thing to do. Amen to that. That is well said. Well said. You can, you never know where it's going to end up, but you you definitely know that you've given it your all and and been very clear with them about uh, what they're doing well and what they need to work on. And that's the key. That's the key. Like you said in the beginning, you know, people, it makes it happen. So that's great. Good information. Right. Awesome. And um, I think just finally, and you said it maybe earlier when we were getting ready for this, but um, you just have to persevere and you have to be patient because especially younger people seem to be real impatient about wanting to move on and, and be promoted and, and all. But sometimes we need to be a little bit more patient. Uh, we need to persevere through hardships or things that are tough um just hang in there don't give up keep trying try something different um just keep up but in in your career no matter if you're a man or a woman um there might be a time you need to face up to to whether you're in the right position in the right company and or doing the right um kind of work for for you so those are tough decisions too and you've got to face those that's a great point as well and being able to to face yourself and change if you need to change, Absolutely. as we as we all do, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yep. that's great. Good point. Well, and then you know one other question regarding supply chain in the uh, financial field. I'm sure you've 
dealt a lot with the cost of transportation and the cost of warehousing within Cisco and all those great supply chain items. Uh, how important is supply chain in your uh, Cisco experience? You know, in thinking about that question, I, you know, Cisco really is, um, the distribution business in general is basically all about supply. It's it's all about supply chain. Um, It's, it affects everything from, I mean, the top line, what you can sell your product for, then through the cost of that product, which is composed of not only the manufacturing, the quality of the product, because that can vary from one product to the next. Yeah, and you're right, the transportation, getting it there, where, and then warehousing it. So, and then finding the appropriate way to get it to your customer so it's there on time, in the quality they need it. And uh, so for the business I was in, it's all about supply chain, I think. Uh, and it affects every line on your income statement and obviously the bottom line. So it's just so integrated into everything. And even if you're not distributing a, a physical product, if you're distributing you know, an electronic product or a service, it's, it's all the same thing. You've got to know and be able to communicate well with and understand the business of your partners, both upstream and downstream. And it's complicated and it's detailed, but that's what makes it so fascinating to me. Um, It's, there's just so many ways you can tweak it to improve it. And it's just endless and it's fascinating. And I think like you mentioned a little bit too, is, is, is that Cisco really did a good job of explaining what is supply chain and, and really as you work so hard on, on putting together that consistency and reporting, you know, we were all driving that cost per case. Um, and, and really there was a lot of key metrics within Cisco that fundamentally just helped the supply chain become better. But more than that, there, there was great communication in the leadership team about what supply chain is and, and how it should kind of fold out, I think. Right. Right. And I think as we started tracking more and more metrics and sharing them across the country and across the different um, somewhat independent operating companies, it was, there was a little bit of pushback at first because everybody kind of wanted to keep their own uh, information. Uh, They were competitive almost between each other. But as we shared information across the company, we just became stronger and better and, improve more so those metrics were so important absolutely i remember pallets per hour we're like okay we're indirect hours yeah. we, we got to look at our indirect hours right oh yeah just, oh, you can just stuff. cut it so many different ways oh it's just it just was a fascinating business to me the whole um logistics of everything was just um just so challenging and so fun and so interesting and i and i think it was really great that I believe it was the finance department that came out with the uh, awards for companies like most improved and best operating company and that sort of thing, or at least kind of oversaw the numbers that created that within Cisco. I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. 
and because they were always so competitive, I, that was another good thing. Even though we're all one corporation, I think that competition was, was really healthy. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, I, you know, that really kind of covers our question. A lot of great secret sauce here. So, I mean, Diane shared a lot of valuable items about being a good mentor to other people coming up in the business community, as well as reaching out to your peers to see how they can help and, and be uh, forming a relationship with you to help your growth. And then Absolutely. the three most important things of a business, as well as a supply chain being a huge impact on our, our bottom line. So I appreciate Diane, you taking time out of your busy day and uh, sharing with us these insights. We really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you asking me. I'm uh, very happy to do it and flattered and it's been fun. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And thank you, everybody. Uh, We'll see you next time here on Supply Chains, the secret sauce. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Well, everybody, that's our show for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. As always, check us out at www.linksupplychains.com. Provide any comments. I always want to know how to improve the podcast. And please subscribe. And be sure to share this podcast with those you think that might find usefulness with it. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.